Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Oh, baby! How about the timing on the smoke break recently? What is up? Buffalo Fanatics, Z-Bot here with you. Live on the Buffalo Fanatics YouTube channel on a Monday night. It can only mean one thing. It is the smoke break. Coming at you live with breaking news from all over the place. Out with the old and in with the new. Devin Singletary, no more than two hours ago, signs with the Houston Texans. And just when you thought, well, Bean said we were going to add somebody to the running back locker room. It was inevitable, he told us. It became even more inevitable. The second we saw Devin Singletary depart, But that addition has just been made 13 minutes ago on the dot. According to Adam Schefter, former Patriots running back Damian Harris has reached an agreement, a one-year deal with the Buffalo Bills per source. Wow. I'm learning this in real time as you are, I'm sure, as well. There's no other time to learn it. It just happened. And I'm glad we get to break it all down and share it together right here on the smoke break on a Monday night. Wow. So I'm, I was, <clears throat> I sit down to do the show, right? Play the intro, the thing, the notification pops up and you know, and it's not like they just signed Derek Henry. Let's just get that out of the way. It's not like they're signing Derek Henry or Dalvin cook where I'm like, oh. but I was not expecting a move this quick. And let's be honest, Damian Harris, it's a bigger name. It's a big name. And I think it fits the exact type of back 
that the Buffalo Bills have been looking for for the last several seasons. And as I'm looking at my phone, I see it. As this is all going down, I go, no way. Hop on here. The intro music plays. The intro video plays. I look down and I go, wait a minute. Why is nothing coming out of my headphones? Didn't plug a thing in. I said, this is, there's too much going on to just go into it dry. Had to start all over. And that's exactly what we did. All right, let's get into it. This is uh, breaking news right here on the smoke break. If you're just joining us, we've got almost 200 of you in here right off the bat. That's when you know something's going down. Damian Harris is now a Buffalo Bill. Was once a arch rival over in New England. Will now be, I mean, let's face it, will now be the feature primary back for the Buffalo Bills in ground and pound situations. Let's start where the, let's start where this all began, really. Let's start where this all began a couple of hours ago. Devin Singletary signs with the Houston Texans. He is no longer a Buffalo Bill. Now, let me get this out of the way um, off the bat. Uh, there, there was, like many of these guys, Tremaine Edmonds was a great example of this. Um, it just seems like every time there's a player that's up for a contract or there's a player that's potentially staying or leaving, the fan base gets decided by offense, right? And then you have people split on either side. We all knew what Devin Singletary was. Devin Singletary was never going to be the guy that the entire league stopped and said, hey, well, you got to factor in Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary was never going to be the guy that you were going to build your offense around. And as we saw over the last several drafts and over the last several off seasons as Bean has tried to maneuver this running back locker room. They told us themselves, this was not, this is not the ideal situation. With that said, Devin Singletary was better than I think people would want to admit. It usually got cooking towards the end of the year. And it was never like he came out of the gate hot and stayed that way. But it seemed over the last couple of seasons, at least Devin Singletary would really come on throughout the season as it progressed, he would get better towards the latter half of the season. But when you look at the offense in its totality, the run game was never really a threat unless Josh Allen was the leading rusher. It was never a run game that you could actively rely upon, but we all know that that wasn't just because of the personnel in the backfield. We all know what this offensive line has been for the Buffalo Bills, especially when it comes to run blocking. When you look at Devin Singletary's numbers, they're nothing mind-blowing. They're nothing all pro worthy, but we have to look back. I'd say at what Devin Singletary brought to this team. And it was better than I think was given credit at the time, but that doesn't mean that there wasn't room for drastic improvement. And that was a guarantee move that was going to be made at some point this season, mainly due to the fact that Devin Singletary's contract was up and there was just no way that we all knew this. We all knew the bills were not going to move forward with Devin Singletary. Now I would have said the same, and this is, I mean, I haven't been on with you guys since the Poyer situation. I would have said the same thing about Jordan Poyer. I would have said, there's no way Jordan Poyer is coming back to Buffalo. Then time progressed. That whole thing changed. We'll get into that later on in the show. But I think we all knew Devin Singletary was never going to be a Buffalo bill this coming season. The question was, is James cook going to be given the opportunity to thrive in this offense? Is he going to be able to be given the playing time that warrants a high second round pick that warrants the talent that they clearly viewed within him that he has? And is he going to be the feature back going into this coming season? 
And as we looked at what James Cook brings to this team and what we look at Devin Singletary brings to this team, the one thing that these those two backs do not have is that size and that type of just bull rush you over type running style that it seems as of late the Bills are looking for in order to take that type of running style off of Josh Allen. Now, Damian Harris is that back. Damian Harris is one big dude. And we've played, I mean, let's just get into the numbers here because Damian Harris is a guy that we have squared off against for a long time. I mean, it, it seems like, I know he hasn't been, let's take a look here. Damian Harris just seems like one of those names for the Patriots where it, that he's been around forever. And even though it's only been since 2019, I think it's because he is one of those rare running back situations up until now where you do get drafted by the team and you are their featured back just to, to the majority of its extent from once you're drafted all the way up until you're not on the team any longer. And that's exactly where we see Damian Harris find himself today. Now, I would not have guessed that he would have been in the cards for the Bills. I did not hear that name get tossed around as much as I heard other names. But I think we, re we realize a handful of things right now. We realize the running back situation in round one that we have been discussing pretty much since the offseason started. And of course, that type of talk has been heating up as the draft gets closer. That's off the table. You'd have to imagine that that is off the table. Right? Devin Singletary, once again, no longer on this team. So the bigger question now is what what does this running back locker room personnel and ultimately play calling look like coming into this season that differs from last season? Also, how does this affect James Cook and his role on the team? Will it be the same as last year where we see him cycled in and out with Devin Singletary? Will we see James Cook be the primary back where Damian Harris is then brought in in short yardage situation, in goal line situation, Many questions hitting me all at once here as we just find out about 20 minutes ago that Damian Harris is now a Buffalo Bill filling in for the newly departed Devin Singletary on this Buffalo Bills roster. So let's go back and take a look at Damian Harris's recent stats for the New England Patriots and kind of dissect what we perhaps could anticipate and also kind of dissect what he was able to deliver for the Patriots over the last four seasons with the team. Now, taking a look at his overall statistics, if you go back to when he was drafted in 2019, he barely played, was barely a, a part of the offense at all. It wasn't until 2020 where we really, it's amazing to me, by the way, that Damian Harris has only been on the Patriots since 2019. I don't know what it is about him. I don't know what it is about Damian Harris, but that just does not, that seems I guess I've never really looked at the I've never looked at the the timing of his career, but it just seems like he's been a, 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 around a lot longer than 2019. But besides the point, he really only started getting any action with the Patriots in 2020. But even then, it was only 10 games, only two rushing touchdowns. If you look at his season, though, in 2021, he absolutely exploded. Now, I understand in 2021, your quarterback right, by Mac Jones. That was a Patriots offense that it was incredibly anemic. 
next to no weapons, could not move the ball. I mean, that was the exact same Patriot offense that we played in the wild card round that year in the playoffs that could not do anything while consequently getting absolutely dismantled in one of the worst beat towns we've seen in NFL history. But if you look at the silver lining for the New England Patriots in 2021, it was Damian Harris. 15, 15 rushing touchdowns for Damian Harris in 2021. That is extraordinary. And it's crazy to see the bubble up in 2021. Of course, like I mentioned, 2019, just had been drafted, only played two games. Hell, he only ran the ball four times now that I'm looking at it. You go into 2020, he still only played 10 games, two touchdowns then. But the spike in 2021 to 15 touchdowns. So he goes from 2020, two touchdowns, 691 yards. The yardage doesn't dramatically increase in 2021. It goes from 691 to 929. But we go from two touchdowns to 15 touchdowns in the course of a season. And then last year, he only plays 11 of the 15 games. It goes back down to three touchdowns. His sample size, I mean, let's be frank here. His sample size here is very tough to decipher. I'm looking at a 2020 where, okay, it's his second year. He plays 10 games, rushes for 700 yards, only two touchdowns. But then I get this explosion in 2021 where he plays just about every game of the regular season. An absolute explosion. Just south of 1,000 yards, 15 touchdowns. If the Bills could get just south of 1,000 yards and 15 touchdowns out of a running back, The problem I'm seeing as we just glance over these numbers, and and mind you, it's not like I sit around all day (laughs) glossing over Damian Harris stats, but when we're looking at the numbers for what they are in the immediate reality of this signing, it's just strange to see a lot of nothing to a lot back down to not much. But that 2021 year is one that you look at and think to yourself, man, if the Bills can get a fraction of that, right? then look out. So Damian Harris comes in 26 years old. So you still have the, you know, he's, he's, he's freaking my age. I turned 26 on Saturday. Damian Harris, 26 years old. And when you look at the, the amount of usage that he's gotten for new England, you could really argue he's only played three seasons in this league because in 2019, he he just doesn't, he doesn't play two games and he only touches the field on four rushing attempts. So you're getting a running back right now out of Damian Harris on a one-year deal. So, of course, he's got to come in and prove it. This is nothing long-term. This is something that if he comes in and does well, hey, we'll see what happens. But like like many running backs, they're constant prove-it deals. That's what this situation for the majority of the position throughout this league has become. What have you done for me recently? And what are you going to do for me in the near future? And if it's not, you know, if it's not extraordinary, then we're moving on. And even then, sometimes it's tough to justify. You have people right now having a tough time justifying what the Giants want to do with Saquon Barkley. You had people, you know, arguing how tough it is to justify bringing in a guy like Derrick Henry at his point in his career, right? 
The one thing I do like about this is that you don't have to use the draft pick, right? You don't have to use the one, the one, the, let's, let's think the round one overall or the, uh, I'm all over the place right now. You don't have to use the round one draft pick on a guy that people would think would be an adequate plug and play type running back from the draft. I don't think anybody was getting ready to sign up again for another second or third round running back pick to cycle through that type of uh, th- that type of running back locker room structure again. We've been doing that for the last handful of seasons. The Bills have been looking for a guy to go out and get to put in right away that they think can fit the needs of this team. And I think at first, one of the biggest needs that Bean made it seem like he wanted out of this offense from that positional group was a running back that would be advantageous for the Bills in the pass game. That is James Cook, right? But then additionally, you want that running back that's going to be able to take the burden off of Josh Allen in situations where he does not need to get lit up any more than he already does. Josh Allen gets hit harder and more frequently than just about any any quarterback in this league. And when you can mitigate that, I mean, we talk about this all the time on here. It's not something that I necessarily, well, frankly, it's, it's just because it hasn't come back and bit anybody in the ass yet, right? But with Josh Allen, it's one of those things that we don't get up in arms about more, more than maybe we should because he's been completely healthy for the most part. And half the time when he takes a hit that looks vicious, he gets up and looks like he wants another one. I mean, he's nuts that way. I forget what game it was. You remember the hit Josh Allen took on the sideline? I mean, he got popped and he got up and he was laughing. I mean, that's the type of guy Josh Allen is. He's not going to get out of the way. You, we all know that. Josh Allen's not going to get out of the way. So Bean and the rest of the regime know, okay, well, we need to get somebody in there for the situations that don't require Josh Allen to have to do that because God knows he's not going to get out of the way himself. Let's get this offense into a situation where we can have a back that can ground and pound the way that we've been looking to do for the last several seasons and just have not been able to do so with anybody other than our quarterback. Let's see what uh, Ismail's coming in here and saying with the super chat. He's saying, can he play special teams by Taiwan? Uh, Great question. Let's take a look. If you're wondering on the measurements uh, and overall, you know, just body stature of Damian Harris, five foot 11, 213 pounds. I think he, to me, he looks bigger than that. I want to go ahead and compare that to Devin Singletary's numbers. Um, let's take a look here. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I, it might not see like, I'm sure on, on paper, it doesn't seem like a lot, but the difference between five, seven and five eleven, I think we all know the difference. I've interviewed Devin Singletary multiple times in person. And that's another reason back to what I was saying off the top of the show. I, I do hate to lose him. It's, it's like every player. And I'll get into later about Isaiah McKenzie because he's just the perfect example. I mean, that's a guy that I just love. I love Isaiah McKenzie. Uh, really going to miss him on this team. Uh, Devin Singletary, I love talking with him whenever I had the chance. Dude was an absolute grinder. Total dog. Total team first guy. And you could just get the mentality from him every time you spoke to him, every time you heard him talk to the media or whoever. Just a humble guy who just, he, he's, he's tunnel vision forward. You know, never, he, he, never, he never steps out of place, never says anything out of character. I always just thought he was a real upstanding guy who wanted nothing more 
than to be the best version of himself and ultimately the best running back for this team. And I go back to what I say at the top of the show. No, he's not Christian McCaffrey. He's not Derrick Henry. He's not the cream of the crop of this league. But when you go back and look at what Devin Singletary was for this team, at least numbers-wise, and at times visually, it was better than advertised. But in the window that this team is currently in, it was obvious that the Bills had to restructure that positional group in order to get more out of it and in order to help Josh Allen in different ways. The biggest complaint from any person who watches the Bills week in and week out is that the team is 99% Josh Allen and 1% everybody else. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that there's no one else on offense that can carry the load. Now, I'm not even saying, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and tell you Damian Harris is going to come in and all of a sudden make that, make that workload split down the middle at 50-50. But in my opinion, if you can get it down from, if you can get it down to about 85, 80%, I don't even think we understand how big of a difference that would be. You know, an example of a game that comes to mind, just as as far as a game where you watch it and you go back and watch it again, and, and frankly, any time you just watch the highlights of it, nothing stands out more than if Josh Allen doesn't have an an inhuman-like game for almost the entire duration of it, they don't win. Dolphins, Bills, in Buffalo, what was it, week week 15 maybe, the snow game, the snow uh, globe game, prime time, Bills clinched the division that night, or they the, either clinched the division or clinched the playoff berth that night. If you remember correctly, not out, not only did Josh Allen had have two touchdown passes off his back foot fading away as time expired, right, down near the goal line, he also ran the ball like Barry Sanders that night. And the Bills, if, if you go back and, and rejog your memory, they really should have lost that game. They did not allow Josh Allen to unleash the run game and ultimately un- unleash the Josh Allen takeover aspect of this offense until about the third quarter, and that's when they went on to win it. There were multiple times in that game where Josh Allen just said, screw it, just said, screw it. Multiple touchdowns that showed you a perfect example of that, and then there were multiple runs, including that one massively long run that got them down into position to either tie it or or win it. I forget it. That game was so insane. It felt like everything was happening so fast. But when I think of a game that perfectly characterizes, hey, Josh, it's on you and that's about it, it's that game right there. And when you think back on a game where the Dolphins had a hundred over 100 rush yards on the Bills in the first quarter, right? How much different could that could that game have been? The landscape of that game have been if the Bills just had a guy who could ground ground and pound it out in the snow and take a little bit off of Josh Allen. Because let's be honest, if Josh Allen in that game, especially in the second half, doesn't play one of the best performances of the entire season, they don't win. And who knows how the rest of the season goes as far as seeding, as far as uh, uh, you know, AFC East championship is concerned. Now I know in hindsight it doesn't matter all that much, but at the time it sure did. And I remember leaving the stadium from that game just thinking, I mean, my God. I just thought to myself, my God. I remember distinctly thinking in that moment, because at that time I knew Josh Allen wasn't going to win the MVP. The MVP race was all locked up. It was a guarantee almost at that point to be Patrick Mahomes. But I remember thinking to myself, man, there is not a guy in the league who's more valuable to their team than this guy right here. Because you just watched on full display one player take over the entire game and ultimately win the game for that team. 
And I think it's in moments like this when you do focus in on the running back core and you do think, hey, if you can knock that down from the absurdity that it is right now, which is essentially almost 100%, if you can knock that down 10 15%, how much different does this Bills offense look? Are you kidding me right now that the Bills just traded for DeAndre Hopkins? Is that real? Is that, is that, Adam, are you, what are we doing here? What? Half of me hopes you're trolling with me. The other half would be kind of pissed if you're trolling at me because you got me really messed up right now. All right, I don't say anything. All right, you're trolling. All right, hey, look at you got me. Wow. Just give me a second right now. I just had a really I just had a bad thought. I had bad thoughts right there. Just give me a second. I just had some really bad thoughts go through my mind and I'm pretty excited right now. So that was that was that was you got me, Adam. My mind just went into a, to a place it did not want it to go for about 30 seconds there. Yeah, 10K is coming in. He's going. The energy ship was crazy. Yo, dude, I just died inside. No, I know they're talking about it. That's, I've been, that's the thing, too. I've been hearing, not that I've been hearing, like, anybody overwhelmingly reputable saying that there's inside sources on it, but I have been hearing, well, wouldn't DeAndre Hopkins be a perfect fit for the Chiefs? Well, newsflash, who the hell wouldn't, right? Um, but you got me good there. Good for you. That was great. Um, and Sam's asking, do I have mods? No, you're looking at it. That's why sometimes when you see me scrambling around like that, it's because it's just me, myself and I, right. It's just me, myself and I. So when I got, when I got to, when I got to, uh, decipher whether or not the bills got to face it off against Deandre Hopkins, potentially in the playoffs with Patrick Mahomes throwing on the ball, I got to look into it real quick. I'm glad Adam's coming in here, though. The other Adam, he's saying my heart's saying. I'm glad he's saying that, too. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Um, anyhow, so, look, okay, we do this a lot, and I think this is all, what all fan bases do, right? Anytime there is a signing. And, and, and let's be honest. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> there'll be guys, <laughs> and this goes for every fan base, so this is just the way it goes, but there'll be guys that you have never heard of and let's be honest we all if you're in here watching me right now i know 99.9 percent .9 of you are as tapped in and as addicted to the to the league as i am there'll be guys that'll pop up on a daily basis that you'll hear is going to one team or the other team and you'll be like who in the hell is that guy right but then as soon as he's on your team well you know i looked at i looked at the five minute youtube clip that this dude from you know Arkansas put together and I got to tell you what I think he could be the answer I think he could be the guy right we do that with everybody shifting over to Damian Harris here we have yet to see a risk I mean I don't I, this is uh, you know you know I always have a tough time uh trying to put the run game into words because I, I I would say it was respectable to a degree, but it was not feared, 
respectable in the sense that, you know, but this is the thing though. I'll think about certain, certain situations where I'm like, man, it really wasn't respectable. There were times it was respectable. Majority of the time it wasn't. But at the end of the day, the entirety of the time, it was never feared. The only thing that is feared about that Bills offense is Josh Allen and his capabilities, right? That's it. And I can't sit here and say, is Damian Harris, or I can't sit here and say Damian Harris is going to be the guy that solves all that. But what I can say is in the last handful of seasons, this is probably the biggest move by this management to try and get a legitimate ground and pound back in there that can take some workload off of Josh Allen. Let's be real. I said this last week. A lot of these moves have been half measures. Back to my Breaking Bad reference. Half measure, full measure. Shout out my man, Mike Ehrmantraut. Mike Ehrmantraut took a half measure, bit him in the ass. He realized he'd never take a half measure again. And we all know how much of a badass Mike Ehrmantraut is, right? A lot of these moves have been half measures. I'm not willing to say the James Cook move is a half measure yet because we have not seen enough of them. But the Breida signing was a half measure. Zach Moss is a half measure. And then you look at what they're trying to do and the and what they've been doing towards accomplishing that, and nothing has quite landed. And I got to say right now, at this point in the year, going into the draft and then ultimately going into the season, this is probably as good as you feel about this running back locker room in a while. Let's think about that. This is probably, at this point in the year, about a month out from the draft, this is probably as good as you feel about the Bills running back room in a bit. And that's not even to say Damian, I don't know what Damian Harris would have to come in and do to, re- to revolutionize this running back room. But I got to be honest with you. I don't think it's a whole hell of a lot. I don't think that you don't, we don't, we, we don't have to have these expectations, right? Of bringing a new running back and saying, you know, he's got to do X, Y, and Z in order for it to make sense or in order for it to transform this offense. I think all we're looking for is a guy and maybe two here, maybe two when you look at James Cook, a guy or two that can just add an additional wrinkle to this Bills offense that isn't just, hey, Josh, throw it. Hey, Josh, run it. Hey, Josh, leap over that guy. Hey, Josh, run over that guy. Hey, Josh, cast a magic spell. Hey, Josh, summon the force. That's all we're looking for. And as much as I did like Devin Singletary at times, I don't think Devin Singletary was ever that. Was there ever a moment in time, and, and this isn't even a knock at Devin Singletary. This is just the way that the, the team was run. It was, it, it's got a lot to do with the offensive line. At times, it has to do with the play calling. And then, at all, and then at other times, it just has to do with the fact that you do have Josh Allen, and sometimes you go to the well one too many times in situations you shouldn't. But when, when, you, when you really do think back on it, is there any time that you sat back and said to yourself, man, we should have given it to Singletary there? And the answer is probably not. And if there is a yes, there's a, you could probably count it on one hand. So all I'm looking for is a guy where if we're in a situation, I can say, I want to I see, see Damian Harris get the ball here. And in a league right now where the majority of these top-tier teams have several guys that you can say that about, 
the Bills could surely use an additional one. And, you know, it, it would surely help. It would surely help if it if it didn't come down to having to be a guy that Josh Allen had to get the ball to. Bobby, are you just coming in, brother? Because, yes, we did get Damian Harris. My main brother, Bobby Thomas. He's coming in a little late. Now, I can't blame him for having to fact check because we just had to fact check DeAndre Hopkins to the Chiefs. So, I don't, I don't blame you for having to answer. And don't get on, Bobby. He's just a little late. Don't get on him. It just happened. But, yes, Bobby, it is confirmed. Um. All right, let's take a little bit. Let's, is there anything, is there any, let's, let's just, I don't know if I'm going to get, you know what? I don't even care. Let's, I don't know if I'm going to get booted for this, but I really don't care. Let's go and pull up. I'm a visual learner. I'm a visual learner. Let's go and pull up some Damian Harris. I want to see, I want to see some of these TDs from 2020. That, that stat line is nuts, and I'm not exactly sure. And you got to remember, too, and, and, and there's a lot of grains of salt to be taken, I think, with this whole thing. But let's not forget that in 2022, where Damian Harris's numbers fell off significantly, their offensive coordinator was Matt Patricia. So I, I got to take that with some sort of a significant grain of salt before I, before I completely dictate my thoughts on Damian Harris off of last year. Same can be said for the year before, because as you can see, those numbers in 2000, those, those numbers in 2021 are the clear outlier. But I mean, the Patriots offense last year, I just, I, I don't even know. I don't even know what words you could put it. I don't even know what word you could use to describe it. It's just, it's, it's terrible. Um, all right. Let me get a, uh, let's see here. Here we go. By the way, if you look at this, if you can see the uh, see my little search thing here, DeAndre Hopkins, Chiefs, you got me good, Adam. All right, let's take a look here at some highlights from Damian Harris and see what's coming to Buffalo. I mean, let's do it. This is all live in real time here. Shout out the YouTube channel. Uh, what do we got here? Sports Productions. Go shoot him a subscribe. Shout out to him for uh, him or her or whoever for putting this highlight reel together. So here we got 2021 highlights, from Damian Harris. This has got to be preseason here. He was moving on that one, though. See, you, you can just see the size there, right? You can just see it. The difference is, I think, with a guy like James Cook, you're going to see more bursts on a run like that, right? That's a hell of a run. We also have to take into consideration, too, a lot of this is going to come down to this O-line play, which we all know what that's been. See, right there is what I'm talking about, right there. This run right here. This is the run that the Bills management has been looking for, right here. I mean, if you go back, if you go back let's go back to this one, right? Let's go back to this. Now, that's a great run. He hits the hole phenomenally, but any, you know, any top NFL running back or any NFL running back worth starting is going to be able to hit that hole. Now, granted, it's great hole recognition to be able to get through that, to get through the first hole and then read to be able to go to the left. It's great navigation, right? But there's nothing there that he had to overcome as far as a tackler in his way. 
This next run right here is, I think, exactly what this management has been looking for. Watch this run. I mean, you, you got a whole line, right? You got a whole line lined up right there. And these are the situations I'm talking about. When the Bills are in like third and one situation, fourth and one situations. And granted, you know, I don't want to go away from the Josh Allen sneak game, but it's just another, it's back to my point, another wrinkle, another element that just does not exist. I mean, you, you had two guys in his, I mean, look at that's a, that's, oh, wow. I mean, that, that's, I, I don't know of a, I mean, obviously this is hindsight, of course, but I can't think of a time a Bills running back has had a run where he's broken five tackles for a touchdown in, since Josh Allen's, but look at this angle. I mean, so you, you, you dodge out, you dodge out of the initial tackle behind the line of scrimmage. I mean, that hole, I mean, it, it's there, but look at look at how clogged it is. You got a guy on the ground. You got a guy coming at you right here off the side. Then you got two guys here. He's got the position on the tackle, so he's already inside. Look at this. He's so, it, Simultaneously, as he's breaking this tackle on the line, he's also breaking an ankle tackle. I mean, of course, and what did I just say, by the way? What did I just say on here like five minutes ago or 10 minutes ago? Like every time, you know, we sign a guy and then I'm going to go watch a guy's, we're going to go watch a guy's YouTube thing. We're going to fall in love with him. But that right there, folks, that's one. That's a hell of a run. This is a hell of a run. And I just don't think that that you want to know on this team currently, you want to know on this team currently who's making that run right now is, is Josh Allen. The only guy on this team currently right now making that run is Josh Allen. And like Papa Nick said, I mean, honest to God, that's a Marshawn Lynch type run. Where just when you think you got him, you don't. Oh, you don't. You didn't get him again. You didn't get him again. You didn't get. Holy shit. He's in the end zone. We, we all know those infamous Marshawn Lynch, Marshawn Lynch runs. Now, you know, we're having fun here. Don't anybody ever come back and say, oh, you know, see by that Damian Harris is the next Marshawn Lynch. Stop. But I'm saying, and it's a it's a it's a good point that Papa Nick's coming in here and saying Pop Marshawn Lynch, maybe Fred Jackson. Fred Jackson had his moments. Loved Fred Jackson. But this type of ground and pound bully type run with with also a great burst from what, what it seems to be. It's Josh Allen currently on this roster. So, so far what we're seeing, and I understand this is a highlight reel. You can make this on, on just about anybody, but I don't think you're going to be able to go back. You're not going to be able to go back through the, 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 the film reels of the Bills over the last three years and find me. You're not going to be able to go back through the film of the last three years of the Buffalo Bills and find me a running back who's going to make multiple plays like we just saw right here. These are two plays back-to-back -back where he's making two, three guys miss. What's one of the biggest problems on this team right now? We all know it. It's the inability, it's the inability to, to, to get additional yards after, after contact. This team has not been good at it.
The yards after the catch has been horrendous. We all know that's one of the biggest Achilles heels for this team. And then, of course, why the Bills want to go out and bring in a guy like Damian Harris is because of the fact that there is not a lot of additional yardage gained after the first initial contact. And I think we just saw a couple of great examples of why the Bills found value in a guy like Damian Harris here. As we're thumbing through this, by the way, if anybody has the contract details, feel free to share them in the comments. I know they just inked a, a year on them, but not exactly sure what the money situation looks like. Look how tough of a tackle he is. Now, of course, this is the you know, this is a Dallas D. It's Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I mean, we got one, two, we got, we got three guys, almost a fourth, having to bring him down there. Who does that remind you of? 17. And, and as you can see here, where's the, where's the majority of his touchdowns coming from? What did the Bills struggle with the most or not the most, but what was one of the biggest struggles the Bills had this past season that was pretty head scratching, right? That just did that seemed uncharacteristic to this current team. Red zone, red zone, and why is that? Because the ob well, I, well for I mean there, I think there's a few reasons. 
I thought the play calling at times in the red zone was just disgusting. I thought there was no creativity in the red zone at times. But the red zone efficiency last year, and, and, it, and it, of course, had to do with, with turnovers from Josh Allen that were very uncharacteristic. But I thought last year, what felt like it used to be automatic, it did not feel that way last year. And I think that's another indication of a team that has a very limited they have a very limited amount of assets to utilize in that situation, one of which not being the running back. Handing the ball off to Devin Singletary in the red zone is not your ideal option. He's not that type of back. So then, of course, when you scratch that out, it's either run it with Josh or throw it with Josh. And the more you do that, the more you're likely to, to have the errors that Josh ultimately wound up having. The more you do something, the more you're likely to have something go wrong. And of course, the more likely you are to have something go right. We saw plenty of both out of Allen last year, but how nice would it be to just have a guy like this that you can hand the ball off to in the red zone? I mean, that is even that this in itself, I think right here, this in itself is, is probably the, 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 the main reason you pick up the phone. If you're Brandon B. This is probably the, the the biggest reason you picked the phone up. We got a guy that you can actually rely on gaining yards and potentially getting in the end zone when you're in the red zone who's not wearing a jersey that has a one and a seven on it. I'm growing increasingly excited about this. Can you tell? And Dallas wanted nothing to do with him that day, huh? Holy hell! Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Start, starting to really like this. Okay, I, I could have ran that. And by and when I say I could have ran that, I mean I could have ran it. I just probably would have tore my ACL at the line of scrimmage, but I could have ran it. See, right here. Like, right here. Now, granted... <laughs> I'm not QB sneaking it with 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 McCor- McCorkle Jones. Okay, I get that. But is it nice to not have the possibility of also handing it off? And then this is where I think you can do different things, right? Then you can do, you can implement the play action. Then you can implement perhaps an, perhaps an option situation. Things you couldn't have done otherwise. I just think that this 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 is what's really hitting me right here. Just as we watch some highlights of Damian Harris, what's really standing out to me right now is the red zone. And I think Mark's coming in here and saying exactly where my mind's at right now. And this is why I think that you'll see if it, just my initial thoughts on this as it all kind of unfolds, and of course, we're just, I don't even think we're an hour into having Damian Harris on this team yet. My initial thought when I first saw this is James Cook will, will very much likely be the featured back, which I, I hope that is the case. I really liked what I saw to James Cook as the season progressed last year. I felt as though we didn't see enough of it. On first and 10 is when you go with a guy like James Cook. And now the Bills have two guys 
that check the boxes in which they've wanted to check at that position, right? They wanted a guy that was going to be able to contribute in the pass game, a finesse player, like Mark's saying right here, a shifty player, a fast player, you know, ultimately more of a weapon than a guy that you rely on to hand the ball off and get going. That's James Cook. And we got to remember, they did use a high second-round pick on this guy. And when we did see him in games last year, especially as the season went on, there were flashes that, that showed you why he was worthy of that pick. All I ask of this year is that we see more of him and allow him to be able to prove that he should or should not be the featured back. That's all I ask. Because I think that there's a hell of a lot of potential there in James Cook. I really do. He's actually one of the more excited one of the one of the pieces this coming season I'm most excited to watch. Because now that Devin Singletary is gone, you're th- those that those are your options now. Like I mean, that that I think it's just it became inevitable. Even without signing Damian Harris, it became inevitable the second you saw come across your screen that De- Devin Singletary was a Houston Texan. It became quite clear that James Cook is now your primary guy. But that still didn't solve what the Bills were going to need to go out and solve and out of the draft or what we see here in free agency, which, of course, Brandon Bean has told us. He told us he was going to go out and add an additional player to this into this running back room, and he wouldn't have even had to have told us because that was a given. But back to Mark's point here because I think it spells it out perfectly. James Cook's your guy on first and 10. Now, I'm hoping it's not a lot of... Uh, what we've seen in the past, which is, oh, okay, here's a halfback dive for one yard on first down. I hate that. There's nothing on earth I hate more, especially when they double down on it and do it again on second down for another yard or two. It, it, nothing makes me want to literally gouge my own eyeballs out more. But I think there's an infinite amount of things that you can do with James Cook, not only on the ground, but through the air that I think we can see develop as the relationship builds with Josh Allen as the relationship builds with Ken Dorsey, and then, of course, as his experience grows as well. But then when you get to the second down, third down, and red zone area, this is where the signing makes complete sense. And the more we watch this, the more we talk about this, and the more we think about the situations that Damian Harris is going to be utilized in, the more I'm getting very excited about this. And the more I'm getting excited about the fact that it's a guy who – Look, and I keep I keep reiterating this because we have to taper expectations as always. It's not a guy coming in that you know all off the bat has already been a tried and true, like proven, consistently proven rather, X factor, right? It's not, but there's very few of those in the league, and even though even with those few, they only are able to do that for so long, right? But. What you do here is you bring in a guy who is a veteran to some extent, or at least a veteran compared to what you would have if you went out and drafted one, and is a veteran compared to what you have in James Cook currently. And I just like that you don't have to go into the draft now and have that be one of your top priorities. Right? Now Scott's coming in. Scott's coming in with a little ribbon, which I love because I listen, I'm not I'm not Rick, I'm not like Rico level with a running back. Let's be real on that. But this is exciting. Right? Like, this is, like, th- see, I, 
when when Rico and when Rico and all of us got going last year on Brees Hall, I think we just immediately put a stamp on our head where we're like, oh, running back, running back, running back. And then and then the, the, then there was always that divide, right? There was that big divide where it was like, oh, I don't want one, I want one. But that's like the whole fan base anymore. There'll still be people that you'll. I'll bet you I go on later tonight on Twitter. I'll find somebody who's still looking to draft a running back in round one. But th- this is another benefit of this whole situation too. Is you get this done now, you got a whole month before the draft, and I just think that that is off the table. As in my opinion, and if you watched me and Reb a couple of weeks ago, we had a great discussion about this because he made a lot of terrific points advocating for running back in round one. And I completely understood what he was saying because essentially what his argument was, it's best player available and it's also best weapon to help elevate this Bills offense. And I totally understand that. But if the Bills are able to go out and get a guy like Damian Harris right now that can check that box off as far as power running is concerned and then give James Cook the opportunity to prove that he is your feature back, your finesse back, your, you know, your, um, your, your pass game back, that I don't know if it's necessary to have to go and utilize that first rounder right now when you do have plenty of other needs, including, including, which I hope is where we go in round one, the offensive line that is going to be blocking for said running backs. And that, of course, when we talk about any of this, is going to be the the biggest, you know, that's going to be the biggest factor. The offensive line was was a. I mean, do I think Devin Singletary would have been twice as good of a running back if we had, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles running back or uh, offensive line? No, I don't. But he sure as hell would have been a lot better. It would have the the whole entire offense would have been better. I mean, that's not. <laughs> it doesn't take a doctorate to figure that out. The offensive line is going to have to show signs of improvement this year if anybody in the backfield is going to want to elevate this offense. But the nice thing is, is if, you know, if it's not. If it's not top tier or elite, which I'm not expecting it to be, this is what you have a guy like Damian Harris for who can break tackles and run through guys. We didn't have that. It was only Josh Allen. Mm. See, like right here, like, see, th- th- this is actually a perfect example right here. So it's first and goal. You're at the three, right? The Bills were never, ever going to hand the ball off in this situation this past season. Nor would you want them to. This is back to the point I was making earlier. Was there ever a moment where you were saying, man, I really hope they hand the ball off to, to Singletary here? And that's not a knock at him at all. It's not his game. That That is not his game. You would not want Devin Singletary getting the ball on a dive on third and goal from the three-yard line. Or really, uh, uh, first, second, third and goal anywhere. You, you just wouldn't. This is where I love this. Because now on first and goal from the three, this is actually a play that won't piss me off. Because Damian Harris, I mean, granted, unless the line blows up, Damian Harris is not the type of guy who's going to hit the line and fall down. He's much more likely to fall forward in front of the line of scrimmage and backwards, and I think we can't say the same for what we had at our disposal 
this past year. And that's not knocking anybody. That's just the, the personnel grouping we had at the running back spot. The only guy that would be able to penetrate the line and be able to move forward in a situation like this was our quarterback. And that is something that is just, if it's, if it's not sustainable, then it's not, then it's not, um, it's just not safe. I guess is the, I don't even know if that's the right word. It, it's, it's just something that if you don't have to do it every time, then that would be great. Wouldn't it? That's all I'm saying. Like if you don't have to do it every single time, then that would be awesome. Because it's funny, the more we talk about this stuff, it's like the more it's like, dude, it is just, it is J.A. It is J.A. Like, let him rip. And it's just, and, and, and I think it's the little thing. It, it, and this is what I keep trying to reiterate. It's not like he's going to come in here and rush for 1,500 yards. At least I don't think he will. God, if he does, I'll, this table will be five feet above where it's at right now. But, <laughs> but, um. It's the little things. It's the little moments where, like, you have a situation in in, in uh, short yardage that you need a couple of yards, but you but you don't want to run Josh Allen again for the fifth time. You're on the goal line. You're in a fourth and one situation because not only does it open up the ability to just give it to somebody other than Josh Allen, but it also opens up the creativity as well. If I'm in a short yardage situation against the Bills last year, I know what's coming. They're not handing the ball off. And if they do, I'd welcome it. But now that I have Damian Harris, I got a game plan for that. And I also got a game plan, the potential for a play action boot or something of that extent. It could open up a lot. And it's the little situations that might not seem like a lot at, at, you know, at face value, but I think when you total them up, it really could add up. And that's when you go back to the 99% Josh Allen doing everything. If we can tick that down 10, 15%, I think that does a world of good for everybody especially the health and longevity of Josh Allen, which to me matters more than just about anything. That's what I want to hear. That's what I want to hear week one. That's what I want to hear week one right there. What a day for Damian Harris. That's what I want to hear. I love if we came out week one, and Josh Allen was like 11 of 12 for a buck 10 and a touchdown. And I looked down at the box score. Damian Harris has like 25 rushes and three scores. And, and they just, wouldn't you just love that? When's the last time anything like that's happened? It's not going to happen. And actually, now the more I talk about it, the more I probably don't want it to happen. But actually, I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it if there was a moment in this coming season where you could look back and say, man, someone else on the offense really made a difference, and it wasn't just Josh Allen having to pull a rabbit out of his ass. The Bills get in the red zone, though, a shit ton. And that's where, and this is this is the other thing, too, that I think we have to realize. If we go back to these numbers I was talking about earlier with Damian, Damian Harris, right? B back to what I said about the offense for the Patriots in 2022. Matt Patricia, okay? Offensive coordinator. Mac Jones, quarterback, right? How often was this team in scoring position, at least comparable to the Bills? My guess is not very, my, my guess is it's probably not all that close. Right? 
The Bills get into the red zone or scoring position a lot. Oh, I'm playing myself now. A little uh, smoke break inception. Doing it again. Um, so look at him. Here he is. Here he is dicing our ass up. So you got to think that those numbers increase just based on the opportunity because the opportunity sure as hell wasn't there as much for the Patriots last year as it was for Buffalo. Let's go back and watch him beating our ass up here a little bit. Good Lord. I just would love to see. I just love to see an open field broken tackle that wasn't Josh Allen. I'll sign up for that. It's already worth it, in my opinion, if that happens. I mean, he is a load. He is a load, this dude. I mean, let's be honest, too. As Bills fans, I, I can remember a couple of moments where this dude absolutely pissed me right the hell off. Right here was probably one of them. Actually, probably one of them. I was in the stands for this bullshit right here. Oh, that was one of the worst anything I have ever seen in my life, by the way, that game. And the fact that I paid actual United States currency to see it, I, I still to this day, it makes me sick. And not only that, but it was so, it was so cold. Just wanted to point that out. That that right that this game right here what was truly hell. True truly terrible. But the nice thing is the only and I and I'm not exaggerating here. The only the only highlight of that game is not Buffalo Bell. It comes full circle, I guess. I guess this is my uh reward for sitting through that bullshit. Look at that. Eleven to seven. Who could forget? Yeah, he beat our ass in that game. Oh, you know what's funny? This highlight reel is like six and a half minutes long, and already his most highlights have been against the Bills. This is like the first clip of the whole thing where he's had more than two plays against a, a single team. Oh, who do you know? What, or what do you know? Man, he was shitting on us, wasn't he? All right. He was kicking our dick in. Yeah, nothing you love more than to see Poyer and Hyde tackling a running back. Jesus Christ. I, you know what? This is all coming back to me now. This is why I think that I had like a lot of hatred that just probably flipped to love as we watch these. This is all coming back to me now. There were moments where I just wanted to kill. Like I wanted, I, I hated him. And we just saw him right, right, right there. Those were two games where he completely beat the shit out of us. Yeah, what a year he had that year. My God. Again. 
Although this now, 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 I, I now, I, you know, as negative as I was about the other one, I will say now this. Excuse me, got a little itch here. This. Now this this was one of the greatest things I've ever seen in life in my life in person, and consequently, it was also probably the greatest thing I've ever spent U.S. currency on ever in my life. If I could go back and relive those four hours like once a month, like if there was a button that I could hit that just said Bills Patriots wild card perfect game, remember like remember the old uh, Staples commercials? That was easy. Or actually, even better situation or a better example. Remember the old Buffalo Wild Wings commercials? <laughs> These were great. I don't know why they stopped doing it. Remember they remember they were all sitting at the bar, and the guy the guy's chilling at the bar. He goes to the bartender. He goes. <laughs> Dude, these commercials were great. Remember, he goes, Hey, man, you mind? <laughs> Yo, sorry. I don't know why that's making me laugh so hard. Oh, my God. They were so great. You remember the guy would say to the bartender, he'd be like, Yo, man, you mind setting this one in overtime? And the bartender would be like, no problem. And he'd lift up this thing and he'd smash a button and then it would go to the game. And I remember one commercial, the, the ref, like, I think he activated the sprinkler system. So the sprinklers would come out of the ground and then the players like running a back at kickoff and he falls over the sprinkler. And, uh, and then they just ended like, and we're headed overtime. And it was like Buffalo wild wings, wings, beer, sports. Those were the best. Oh, my God, I love those. Anyhow, though, yeah, this night was this night was was great, wasn't it? What a good way to end it. Oh, all right. Damien Harris is a Buffalo Bill. By the way, this is always my favorite thing that everyone always thinks I'm stoned on here. I, I, I can't remember the last time I've smoked pot. It has been... Years, years. I hate it. That's what. That's what makes me. That's what makes me laugh so much sometimes on here. It's called smoke break because my voice sounds like someone drove a tractor trailer through it. That's why it's called smoke break. It sounds like I've been chain smoking carts since I was in the womb. But everybody always. Every time I laugh, everybody's like, "Oh, so you about to baked." What am I doing? And now I kind of now I'm kind of like convincing myself I am. Now I'm trying to exit out of this and I'm hovering over like for like 30 seconds. What the hell am I doing? These Bama backs too, by the way. That's the other thing. God, freaking Bama. By the way, I hope everybody enjoyed uh, March Madness over the weekend. Holy hell, that was great. Tell you what, it's this time of the year where you need a spark, especially for sports. Before the draft, my God, March Madness has been freaking awesome. Damn. Well, what do you know? I'm excited, man. I'm excited about this a lot. I really am. 
You have to wonder too. Um, <laughs> everybody in here is like, I'm baked. <laughs> you guys are killing me, man. Um, <laughs> everybody's like, yo, I'm baked right now. Yo, by the way, Kim, I'm well aware of Wolfman Jack. I've been getting that for a long time. What a legend. The only difference between me and Wolfman Jack is he's got a killer mullet. If you go look up Wolfman Jack, I sound just like him, but he's got this killer mullet. And I I can't remember. Uh, I'm pretty sure the last time I looked at it, it's got like this really cool like gray streak down. And the dude just looks like a freaking good time, you know? Um, I'm excited about this. Very much so. And, you know, it's probably just because it's, you know, the initial wave hitting here, but I'm stoked. I really am. Now, the next thing that needs to be addressed is is wide receiver, and that's where we figure out, you know, that's where we figure out, um, like, I, I think the, the, the future confidence level of this of this team going into the season I mean that's that's where my confidence level is going to be really predicated um uh, based on on the remainder of the offseason here and then of course the draft this is what in my opinion now that you have this done and this was this was a major piece I mean let's not get it twisted um oh dude by the way Zach Jennings coming in here is he about to grow a mullet so Quick side story. I did used to have a mullet. Swear to God. I'll have to have, I'm sure my mom and my dad are watching right now. And if they have time, they can maybe text me one before I end the show here. I got to end it in a little bit. Uh, actually here, I got to go pick up Caroline from the uh, airport. But I did swear to God, I used to have a mullet in eighth grade. And I think I weighed as much then as I do now. And I was about a foot shorter. And there is this killer picture of me. It's my football picture. And I'm like hands behind my back, dead face, side profile with the mullet. Bro, it was terrible in the best way possible. You know what I mean? Like, it was one of those things where it's like, oh, he's in eighth grade, so who cares? You're not going to say anything. But, like, you look back on it, and you're just like, holy shit. And you want to know the best part about being, like, an eighth grader or whatever? You can walk around like that and not give a single shit. Like, not give a single rip. I used to go to school wearing a shirt that was probably, like, like two sizes too small for me. And there, I, I played lacrosse my whole life. I don't know if anybody remembers these. They were called a uh, flow society shorts. And there were these lacrosse shorts that had like a bunch of different random designs on it. They'd be like purple with bananas all over them. I mean, it literally looked like something you'd wear at a burning man or something. So I'd have those on. I'd have a pair of flip flops on with knee high socks. And then I'd have on like one of those fighting necklaces that are made out of like, uh, I don't know. They were the stupidest thing ever. I remember they advertised them. They were they were supposed to like help your balance or some bullshit. I had one of those on, and then I had hair down to the the back of my like down to the middle of my back. And I walked around like it was just an. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing. If if I think if we all never, I mean, 
granted, God knows we'd probably wouldn't even be able to, you know, society would probably implode on itself because we would never have progressed. But if we could all live our lives like an eighth grader, at like just as far as not giving a rip, I think our lives would be way better because I look back on that and I'm like, man, you imagine walking out of the house looking like that and thinking you are the king of the castle. That'd be sweet. That'd be sweet. Maybe I'll grow it back out. Maybe it'll re-trigger. Maybe it'll re-trigger. It's just this aura. Or, you know, I look like I belong in a, uh, on an FBI most wanted list. Let's see what we got on here. <clears throat> Sam H was a, was a good point. So maybe we'll end that here. We'll do a, uh, let's do a, let's do a full game highlight. Now, you know, here's the problem though. What do you think the best way to do that is? Because I, I don't have, um, uh, what do you call it? The NFL plus or whatever. I cancel it after the season. So I don't have that. Let me see here. Let's just do a Patriots 2021. Uh, you know, well, okay, let's do uh let's do the Bills game. Patriots Bills 2021. Let's see what comes up. Well, as much as I would like to watch that one, there's not gonna be many highlights on that. Is it this one? Let's try it. We'll do a little bit of this. I'm not going to be able to get to a lot of the stuff I wanted to get to, unfortunately, uh, including Isaiah McKenzie and a couple of our wide receiver additions that we just made, which, you know, it's back to my point earlier. It's newer additions, but, I mean, we're like wide receiver five, six additions, in my opinion. And then uh, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about Aaron Rodgers, but you know what? You've heard enough about it and right here to uh, – and green in the Jets and A-Rod. We'll cross that bridge when we uh, when we have to. I'm so excited, though, by the way. I got to tell you. I cannot wait to play the Jets. I truly can't. I've never been so excited. And I tweeted this out the other day, and speaking of the Patriots here, this has never been more. I've never been more serious about this. My, my hatred for the AFC East is peaking. I think it's actually hit its peak. And the funny thing is, it's got nothing to do with New England. I am at an all-time hatred level for the Patri- or for the Jets, and I'm at an um, and I'm at an all-time hatred level for the uh, the Dolphins. And I just I think the Patriots are hilarious. The Patriots just signed their big blockbuster signing was Juju Smith Schuster. All right. So that so we got some live action. You know what I just. I got to just tell you this real quick, by the way. I w- I just played about two full minutes of a full game highlight that we someone requested earlier. I just played it as if it was on the screen for you guys to see. Nope. I was just watching that like, uh, like I thought I was watching it with you. No wonder you guys think about something. Jesus Christ. All right. There we go. James is wondering, what's the plan uh, for linebacker, the Z-Bat plan? Well, let me tell you what. I'll tell you what the plan is. My dad just sent me that picture I was telling you about. Now, it's not the one I was thinking of, but it's actually maybe even a little better because not only am I pretty much wearing exactly what I told you I was wearing, 
I mean, and this is hilarious because it's right down to the necklace. And I thought I'm, I, I was just kind of pulling the necklace out of thin air because I like vaguely remember I used to wear that. This picture has the necklace. And not only that, but I'm also featuring the biggest D-bag move that any man could wear. And, I, and, and granted, it's okay if you do it because I think they're sweet, but I just can't pull them off. Only a certain guy can pull them off, in my opinion. And uh, and I, I don't necessarily know if, if eighth grade version of me was that guy, but you take it, you can take a look for yourself. The gas can Oakleys. Now, when you're wearing the gas can Oakleys, I mean you better be you better be him. You know what I mean? Because the gas can Oakleys, they just got that. I should rephrase that. I, I, they're not, they're not, I don't know. I guess it all depends on the color. Sunglasses can be very, they, they can really, they can really personify your character, in my opinion, depending on the type of sunglasses you wear. By the way, that was not a good highlight of our, of our, of our new boy, Damian Harris, by the way. We're going to want none of that. Now, granted, at the time, that was the best thing that could have happened. Um, anyhow, here it is in all its glory. I cannot believe we went down this rabbit hole today. <laughs> so not only see my hair is way too curly. And this is funny. My mom texted me the other day. I guess one of you guys in here, cause I didn't wear a hat last week, which is rare. I almost always wear a hat. And I just got my haircut. And I think one of you guys commented in here saying that you guys genuinely asked me if I just got a perm. And my parents thought that was the funniest thing ever. Because I don't think anybody's gotten a perm under the age of 20 since like 1966. But anyhow, that this is like a mullet slash afro slash steal your bitch. Type haircut right there. I mean, look at that. You imagine, dude, the drips out of this world. The more I think about it, and you know I was getting ready to rip one top right where mama hides the Oreos. I loved, I, I haven't seen that shirt in a decade. For some reason, that shirt says play lacrosse, and you want to know what that said? I still remember to this day. That shirt says play lacrosse. You want to know what it says in sign language there? Baseball sucks. I thought as like an eighth grade kid, I thought that was just like the coolest freaking thing of all time. I got to tell you what though. That's a guy right there. I want to hang out with, you know, it's funny too. Cause I had a similar voice to what I have now, but it was way higher and I was also the loudest kid in school, too. Like, if you couldn't tell. So imagine having to deal with that. Like, imagine I'm sitting in like your eighth grade English class and I'm looking like that with the sunglasses on. And I'm just going off about how I think that um, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Terrell Owens are going to be the next Brady uh, or going to be the next Manning and uh, Marvin Harrison. You know, that's essentially that's what that's what you were dealing with. And that's what it looked like. So. 
Oh my God. That was great. I don't know how we got down there. I, I would love to sit here and talk more about my eighth grade self and Damian Harris until the cows come home. But I actually have got to go pick up my girlfriend from the airport or she will kill me. And there won't be any Damian Harris for me to watch because I will be dead. If I leave her at this airport, she will absolutely kill me. Um, and I don't blame her because any time that you spend at the airport, that is in addition to any time that you are necessarily needed to be at an airport is terrible. So I got to go get her and it's like 45 minutes away. So I got to call it quits. This show went all over the place and I had an absolute blast. I hope we get breaking news every single night. That was so fun because you come on here and you just don't have a rip and we just, we, we just don't have a clue. You just go into it blind, have fun with it. And then next thing you know, we're, we're going through the eighth grade scrapbook. You never know what you're going to get on the smoke break. But what you do know is you're going to get me every Monday night live at 8 p.m. Eastern. And I'll be back with you this time next week. This is my last show as a 25-year-old. Next time you see me, I'll be closer to 30 than I will be to 20. That is sickening. Keep digging into the Damian Harris news, folks. Enjoy it. A lot of fun tonight here on the Smoke Break, and I look forward to being back with you next week. Until then, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the rest of March Madness. And as always, go Bills. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park
This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.